dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind, it's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello everyone, this is Mark D. Valenti for Brain Burrow. This is one of our Digging Deep sessions where we have a chance to talk with our guest, and uh, he has an opportunity to talk about himself and whatever he wants to talk about. The idea, of course, is we're going to dig deep, and you, the viewers and listeners, have an opportunity to assess that and decide are there are things that are relevant for your life in all of this. So with that, I want to introduce our guest tonight by asking the big question as always, who is David E. McMahon? <laughs> Hi, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to watch what I say and I'm going to use very short answers so you can't psychoanalyze me. <laughs> We're off to a good start already. Then. <laughs> Now, let's see. David E. McMahon. David E. McMahon. You know, and I only put the E in there because when I first signed on to IMDb, there was already like six or seven David McMahons from like the 1930s. I'm like, I need a different. Anyways, so the E is for Edward, not Edward McMahon, the famous one, but okay. So David E. McMahon. Uh, let's see. I, uh, I'm i down here in Florida. Not from Florida. I'm from Connecticut. Uh, been down here about 10 years now uh i i moved down here for a job not my acting job because that does not pay the rent or the bills unfortunately um but i do work in a a job that allows me to go off and do some occasional acting gigs um been acting for well film acting for about 10 years i i have a theater background more so i did a lot of you know high school musicals and you know chorus roles because i can't sing worth crap um <laughs> got to college did some more like dramas and comedies that was fun that was like real acting and I, I enjoyed that but then you know you graduate college and it's like you kind of have this mentality that you you've got this degree and now it's time to do all the things that you're expected to do you know get a career settle down get a house blah 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 so i did that i i didn't act for a long time. Um, so it was a good 20 years or so before I ended up totally by chance. I was living in Albany at the time, Albany, New York, and they were filming a what turned out to be a horrible, <laughs> horrible zombie <laughs> movie. Um, but I was, I just signed up to be an extra. I thought it'd be fun. It was right near where I was living. Um, and I got, you know, up, updated or whatever up, upgraded to featured extra and then before i knew it i had a line and as soon as i had a line wow. the acting bug was back <laughs> and i realized how much i had missed it i was like this is kind of fun and i had never done anything that was film based um and it just so happens at that same point in my life we were about to move to florida and got down here and there were there's a ton of film schools in orlando so you know, there I was already 40 and I already feeling like I was way behind the gun here. So I just started doing everything I could with the film schools just to get experience. Like I didn't care if it was a comedy or if it was drama, if it was whatever. Um, wow. So super grateful to them because they're, you know, they try so hard, you know, they're, they're students, they want to get a good sure. grade. So, and they treat you like a star. I mean, I was nobody, still am, but I was like literally <laughs> not experienced at all. And they're like, here's your green room, Mr. McMahon. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that was good for the ego early on. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I just kept at it. And, uh, you know, I did as much as I could when time would allow with the work schedule and, uh, did a lot of shorts, love shorts. Um, 
then you know i ended up doing like my first horror feature which was the song of solomon um which you know has a following it's one of those american guinea pig horror movies it, it wasn't something i ever intended to do but you know somehow things kind of just fell into place and it was being shot here in florida um but far enough away so it was my first time like going to a film set and actually staying mm -hmm. there for like a week and a half so that really felt authentic to me and it was like just we called it exorcist camp it was it was it was crazy it was just a bunch of like eight to nine ten people just we it was fun um but yeah but that that one movie kind of started this little spiral of doing a lot of horror and i never really thought i would fall into horror i i kind of thought i was strictly the the comedy or the drama guy um hmm. but you know horror people do it they say it's it's easier to sell so it's it's a popular choice for indie filmmakers um mm -hmm. i love it don't get me wrong um but yeah i i i have just been piddling along doing what i can uh <laughs> 2020 of course was you know that was a pretty quiet year not a lot going on there but it's uh things are starting to pick up now which is nice um mm -hmm. but yeah it, it's always finding that balance. That's, I think that's like the toughest thing to do is I feel like, and you know, I, I, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get deep. It's not like I'm not, I'm not being a victim, <laughs> but I'm saying it's, I feel like it's very hard when you cannot just say you're a full-time actor. I feel like hmm. until you have that complete flexibility, it's like having an agent is really hard because sometimes they want you to be somewhere like the next day. And it's like, I need to give at least, you know, 24 hours notice at my job, you know? Sure. So, uh, it's, that's, that's, that's very frustrating. Um, so I've been rambling Oh, there's rambling, no. uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, okay. yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I'm basically a guy who I, I love to become different people. I'm a huge mm -hmm. fan of, I'm a, I'm a character actor. That's what I've always wanted to be. I, the weirder the role the more i'm drawn to it i uh I, I love like makeup and prosthetics i love changing my look i anything i can do for a role that makes it less me mm -hmm. is like the best i i love to be outside my comfort zone because i feel like i actually try harder if i'm outside my comfort zone um mm. and i'm fortunate enough that i've played some really wacky roles that you know unfortunately we can't show the young children but <laughs> but i mean it's given me a cool chance to you know to to play in that sandbox um sure. i mean i've had everything from you know hitler i'm growing out of my stomach to uh you know, demonic priests of course that's a dime a dozen but yeah there's all kinds of nifty opportunities you get um <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah i i no regrets it, it's been it's fun uh getting older now though thoughts are changing a little bit more so kind of getting to that point where it's my midlife crisis i guess and i just hmm. i don't know if if i can keep going at it with the speed and momentum that i have because i i can tell that i'm actually becoming look, i'm god you don't even have to talk at all i'm doing all the talking for you I'm i can tell listening. that i'm becoming like a a different person and i there are times when I don't know if I like that person um, hmm. so, because I think I've gotten, I want to say cynical. I'm not jaded, um, hmm. but I think I've gotten my, my BS, BS, no swearing. My BS detector <laughs> is much more acute now. 
And I feel like mm. uh, my threshold to accept it is a lot shallower. So I tend to find myself now being more vocal about things that aggravate me. Um, hmm. And my God, you know, 10 years ago when I started doing this, it was yes, sir, yes, ma'am, didn't say two words. But it's like after you invest a lot of your time to, you know, to grow your craft, to grow your skills and your money. I mean, a lot of these indie films, you know, you're you're putting your own money into whether it's your travel or, or you know, whatever. Um, That's right. You just get to a point where you're like, am I really getting appreciated the way that I feel like I should be getting appreciated? And sadly, mm. it's just, it happens more than not. And it's, as I get older, I feel like it, it bothers me more. It bothers me more that I get frustrated by it. Yeah. Thank you, by the way, for sharing. I know that. Sure. Uh, wow. I just took up your whole half hour. No, no, no. This is not... <laughs> Listen, you're the guest. It's about me listening, sort of kind of. Get, kind of assessing, hour, right? Folks. Can you <laughs> That's right. Part two. Part two is going to come up, right? Part two. Uh, yeah. So, so I think you actually brought up a lot of interesting, uh, a lot actually, to kind of delve into a little bit. But sure. So I want to. I want to. So why does it bother you? Do you think about why is it triggering you now that you're feeling unappreciated? You mentioned why is that such a bother to you? I, I feel like it's it's okay. So. When you're in your, I don't know how old you are, Mark, I'm not going to ask you, but like when you're in your 40s, I think that's a hard range anyways to find roles because it's either, you know, you're no longer the young 20s, early 30s, like horror slasher film run through the park with your shirt up kind of right. <laughs> actor. And you're not like the seven year old adorable little grandpa. You're, you're pretty much going to be a dad or maybe a cop or maybe a, a priest um, but on the rare occasion that there are roles that come up, I mean, I, I check backstage, I'm on actors access all the time and I, I look for role. I mean, there are roles I want to play and I scour for these roles and it's like, okay, I find one, I pounce on it. I'm the perfect match, at least from the description of the role I audition. I mean, yes, the audition might've sucked or something. Either way, I don't get the part, but it's like, what happens is then I see who did get the part. And I, I think that's mm. where I get mad because it's completely different from what they posted they were looking for. Like all of a sudden it's a 28 mm. year old. And like they said, they wanted a 40 to 50. And I'm like, mm -hmm. see, I, that, and I sound like Clint Eastwood now, like get off my lawn. And I hate sounding like that, but I feel like mm. so much more matters than talent now and mm. you know i'm not saying by any means that i am super talented i think i'm pretty good um mm -hmm. but i i can never compete at least how i feel with mm -hmm. right now the younger crowd the fitter i mean i'm not the picture of fitness god knows that i've got my gut right here but you know it's it, <laughs> that's that's frustrating it's frustrating because mm -hmm. i feel like they're almost looking at you know Instagram followers more so now than talent. And it, mm -hmm. it just drives me crazy because that's just something my generation, yes, I'm on Instagram. Do I use it every five minutes? I don't, but mm -hmm. I feel like, unfortunately, that's going to be my biggest detriment is that I'm not adapting to this new technology to take advantage of my fame. Um, sure. But yeah, it's, it's, 
it's a younger person's game now. That's exactly how I feel. Um, hmm. But I had a good run. Like I, I, I did, mm -hmm. I did my best. I tried to do as many things as I could. Mm -hmm. um, but then you start to realize that you, oh my god, you like, you think of all the, the weekends you spent away from home, or you think of all the money you put into, like I said, plane tickets. Sure. And there's so much more you could have been doing. Mm -hmm. And like now, you know, my parents are older. My mom is really sick, so she's not doing well. I'm super torn about like taking any projects on right now because. I mean, I could have to go home at any second. So sure. it's it's hard. And I mean, I think that, you know, I think this that particular circumstance in my life now is probably dictating a lot of my feelings. But um, yeah, it's just yeah, it, it's a challenge. It's a challenge because I feel like some of the best indie actors that we have out there, we're not seeing enough because they're just not bringing that either the social media draw or you know, they're not, oh, God, I can't even get started on all this stuff, but, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, we have these, these people that we, and I, I mean, I've met great people. I, I love most of the people I've met. I really do. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, you, you, these indie projects, they need names. They need names to get their movie out there. And, you know, some of these folks that we give titles like horror icon to, I'm just like, really? Hmm. Like, Really? You were in mm -hmm. a mediocre sequel of, of one movie for like six seconds and you're a horror act. But you know what? Maybe that's just jealousy and it probably is. So shame on me. I'm a shallow, horrible person. But, you know, it, it's, and now I completely sidetracked, but like you lose out roles to those people too. Because And I get it. You need those people in your movie because they are names that people do know. So I totally get it. I get the financial reason for it. But it's still unfortunate because there are probably better actors to use. But sure. it just makes me sound like a whiny child. So I figured I'd wait till I was on a platform like this so I could just whine to the whole world at once. <laughs> well, first, first of all, first of all, thank you, David, for sharing. And I like how you always interject humor in there, too, because, you know, it's we're talking about some serious things here, right? We're talking about unrealized goals. We're talking about uh, that balance. And, you know, you're working really yeah. hard to do things. And all of a sudden, somebody Don't else over here. <laughs> Not yet. Don't you worry about that. So okay. we uh yeah, but it's a uh, but yeah, we're 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 seeing that and we're and you're seeing a lot of effort you put into things, you know, you were already talking about even before all this happened even, you were talking about the balance, right? Of being kind of mm -hmm. one foot in acting and one foot in your other life that pays the bills. And it's yeah. so there's a lot that's going on that's that's triggering you right now to make sense and I appreciate you sharing all this right now. Yeah. It's like I just want to feel like I'm getting out as much as I'm giving to acting. And that's Early on, I felt like I was because I think I just mm -hmm. didn't know better. But now mm -hmm. I feel like I'm starting to realize it's kind of give, 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 oh, take, you know, or, sure. you know, for example, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not no projects name, no people name. But like, for example, I, you know, there's a project a few years back I worked on and it was, you know, it was a no pay project. I do plenty of no pay mm -hmm. projects. I mean, it's just what you have to do to network and get to work with people. Yep. But so I, I had put my money in for the travel, for the hotel, for the car rental. So all in all, I put a good chunk of money in. And I couldn't even get a free copy of the movie when it came out. I'm like, wow. am I seriously not worth $15? <laughs> like that, mm. <laughs> it's, that, that, that's a slap. I'm sorry. That is a slap in the face. Sure. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, not even not even a digital link. <laughs> you don't even have to send me the movie. <laughs> right. Send me a download. Right. But um, right. anyways, it's it's stuff like that. It's you know, I've learned now you have yeah. to ask questions more. Um, you might be told something up front that is not necessarily going to be the same way when the eleventh hour of filming comes, and sure. sometimes it can really just mess things up. And then you look like the horrible person because you've pulled out of a project or something at the last minute. But sure. you don't often get your chance to explain what happened and why why you did it. Um, That's right. Especially if you're not on social media as much and everybody else is, and it's just yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's and hard. I mean. I, yeah, I mean the bottom line is any anything I sign on to, I I, I take my commitments extremely seriously, seriously. and yep. it is very hard to decide to leave anything. And if I do leave something, I will always give them as much notice as I can. I will help them find a replacement. But you know, sometimes you're kind of just forced to leave, and it's just it's a bad reflection on you, and it's 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 tough. It's tough to shake that because all of a sudden then you have that label that oh. Either he's difficult to work with or, you know, but whatever. See, that's that's where the being almost 50 now, I'm like, whatever. If that's what you think of me, I don't really care. Well, right. Well, I think you I think you bring up a really good point. Right. And I don't want to discount the amount of stress yeah. this causes you. Right. And it's not just sure. this has happened last week. This has been going on for a while. Yeah. So yeah. how do you how do you deal with this feelings? Right. Because there's a lot of emotions involved with this. How does how does David E. McMahon deal with this stress that's kind of going on here all the time? Uh, it is, it's, it's getting harder. I, uh, mm. um, I think my biggest issue and it's, I, I have always been aware of it and I've always tried to work on it. I am incredibly thin skinned and I wish I wasn't, mm. I wish, I just, I wish I wasn't, but I am like, no matter how many years and no matter how many auditions, if I don't get a part, I'm hurt. Like I, it, I, I take mm. it very personally and I know that you shouldn't, I mean, there's, a zillion other people who didn't get the part. So, but sure. for some reason, I just internalize it to the point where I beat myself up so much because of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, God bless my wife, because I'm in a bad mood a lot. And it's mm -hmm. funny, because I don't think people realize that I do. I mean, I, I, I like to be a nice guy. I like to be the fun guy on set. Like, I like to be jovial and but still do my work. But you know, I can get into some really dark places like when I'm home because I'm just I when I'm left to my thoughts I just get oh not like suicidal or anything like that but like I just get very depressed about you know sure. you know why didn't I get that what did I do wrong what 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 didn't I have that so-and-so had or then I just start assuming it because you're fat you have the double chin you've got this and it's but you know what I think a lot of people do this I mean mm -hmm. I'm sure it's I mean acting is like 80 percent rejection so Maybe it wasn't a good yes. match for me. It's just unfortunate that I like it so much. <laughs> but um, Well, yeah, I mean, it's and I appreciate, again, you sharing that. And you're right. No matter how together you have it, no matter how confident you are, yeah. getting a rejection from an audition, it just it, yeah. it impacts you. Because as human beings, we're social. We want to get sort of an approval. Uh, and depressive symptoms occur whenever we have unrealized situations. And that's exactly what not yeah. getting an audition is. Absolutely. Yeah. So it makes sense why you feel that way. I had one interesting thing happen to me recently, and, I, and and it's no slant against the movie or the director, because I actually admire him for doing this, but I auditioned for something, um, a, a role I really wanted, and I, I, there was good communication before the Zoom audition, everything is still Zoom right now, um, 
we had the audition. I thought it went really well. I thought he gave me some feedback that was great because he called me out on something that I know I do that no other director has ever called me out on. And when he called me out on it, I was like, son of a gun, this guy's got my number. He's like, you know, when you, when you talk a lot, you move your head a lot. And all of a sudden I realized, holy cow, I do. You know? <laughs> but anyway, so I left that audition thinking that it was, it was really looking good, really looking good. And like an hour after the audition, I had another message saying, hey, can we get you on a Zoom call again tomorrow and talk some more? And I'm like, okay, this, this is really promising. So the next day I get on the Zoom call and you know the first 10 minutes of the call are this great, we loved your audition. You were so this and this was great and this was great. And then literally out of nowhere, but we're not using you. And now I've never gotten a Zoom call rejection. Like, and Jeez. I think I was ready to start crying. <laughs> like I was, I was literally, I, I, this happened yesterday. I almost canceled tonight's interview because I, oh. I was a mess until oh. like this morning. But I was oh like, gosh. but you know what? When I thought about it, I was like, the guy thought enough of me to call and tell me face to face rather than just A, not tell me anything or not get back to me or just send yeah. some cold email or text. So, you know, now I'm like kudos to him. You know, he, he shook me up, but I, I applaud him for being so direct. So yeah, good for him. So that, but, um, yeah, that's a, and that's a great journey that you just took us on, right? Because you're talking about, again, this, this roller coaster of, okay, this is looking good, looking good. Yeah. And bam, out of nowhere. Right. And, and, it, and yeah. your heart probably sunk at that moment. You're like, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but you also talked about being able to step away from it. The emotions were strong then, and you were thinking mm -hmm. about canceling this, you were doing this, but then over time, you were able to sort of more logically think about that. So what was that like? How did you get to that point? Uh, well, you know, you get to a point where you're just, I think you get so invested in your own thoughts that you start to, you, you find the clarity somewhere. Because I'm, right. I'm reactive. So, of course, when this all happened and I got off the Zoom call, I was very, like, just upset. I didn't want to be in there with anybody, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of just had a quiet sure. night last night. I kind of just watched you know, TV and just was in my place. And, you know, as cliche as it is, I will say that a good night's sleep does wonders. Because I, I woke up this morning and I was still bummed, but I wasn't mad anymore. I was like, yeah, it sucks. Oh, well, you know, go on. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually talked to the guy again today. Um, hmm. And it was just, yeah, I, because I, I, I think he saw that I was upset and I was like, well, so again, I, I was impressed that he reached out. So you know, it's it's mm -hmm. it's it is what it is. It is what it is. But um, but that's what yeah. I mean, every there's a, it's a like you say, it's a constant roller coaster. And for someone like mm -hmm. myself who gets too upset about rejection, it's it can get really difficult. And I can see why some you know Hollywood actors like just go crazy or whatever because it's it's. You wouldn't think it happens on that level. Like you would think if you're out there in la la land that, and you've made right. it, that this doesn't happen to you, but I, I'm sure on some level it's super frustrating for them too. Yeah. But right. But it's, yeah. it's human behavior to want to be accepted yeah. and want to, you know, it makes, it makes sense. Totally. Yeah. For well, sure. And you know, and you talk about being thin skinned, as you say, has there ever been a time where you thing. feel like you, 
<laughs> Again, the, the, the humor works Let me out have very the well for you. So. Thin thing. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't well, no, no, sorry. Don't, don't be, don't, don't be sorry. I was just curious. No, it's actually more. It's a question for you, right? So, has there ever been yeah. a time, whenever you have felt that you were able to, you know, kind of be more resilient in your life? I'm just wondering if, because I'm sure throughout your entire life, there's been an, a chance whenever you, or there's been a situation when you have been more resilient. Uh, wow. I am. Um... No, I think if I if I had one chronic issue, it's that I probably don't have enough self esteem in myself. Um, mm. I think in a situation where stress levels are high, I think I'm good at keeping calm, and I think I'm a good presence to keep others calm. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> um, I don't know if that's adrenaline or something, but, but usually I, I am very cautious to like speak up. I'm very cautious to, you know, share my opinions. And I mean, I, I work uh, in the creative field. I'm a creative director for a company and mm -hmm. like, I have, I have a hard time like critiquing my writers and my designers work. I, just, I feel bad. Like, I just feel like my opinion is not, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't carry the weight that it should. So it's, I don't know where that comes from. I think I feel like it's just maybe Irish Catholic things. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's this there's this sense that you're never quite doing enough. And I think sure. when you're in a field like acting, it can really just magnify that because you know you do something and you it's one or the other. A you get it. B you get rejected. So there's no like middle ground. It's just very it's black, right. white, black, white, black, white. So you know that's right. No, I, yeah. And again, thank you for self-reflecting on that. And you're right. Everything we do is a result of our past, our childhood, mm -hmm. going back there, or even what happened last week. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, in spite of all that, in spite of your admitted, as you're saying, lower self-esteem, you still go out there and keep doing it. You still were on the show tonight. You still could have said, hey, Mark, I'm not going to be able to be on here, but you still decided to move forward. Why Why? Why do you do that? How, did, how are you able to do that? You know what? Because, and I, I don't know, something happens, like... When I am on a set or when that camera rolls, I, number one, I'm a nervous person. So I will be a nervous mm. wreck. If I'm not nervous, then I get nervous. So, <laughs> so before a camera rolls, I am a wreck. Like I'm very, very nervous. But like the second like action is said, there is something God willing, thank God I have this. Like I can so instantly transport out of everything that's bothering me and just become someone else. And I... I don't mean to say that like I'm bragging. I just, I mean to say that I can totally forget issues that might distract from my, or, or detract from my performance. And people have commented to me too, cause like I might be in a horrible mood, even on set. Like, you know, if I'm just, if I'm not my usual self, but I can switch it. Like we're doing a comedy, all of a sudden, boom, I can start being funny again. So I think that's, A, I think that's one of my strengths is that I, I, I can quickly get to that place where I need to. Um, but it's that, I love that. I love that feeling. And I think that's, that's, that's what keeps me doing it. And, yeah, you know, I, I always said from, you know, when I first started doing this film stuff 10 years ago, I was like, I'm going to do it until it stops being fun. And it's, it's still fun, but it's, it's definitely not as fun as it was. So that, that sure. kind of makes me think that maybe it's running its course. So. You know, maybe I go out at 50 or something and 
come back at 75 when I'm a cute little old man with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easier to get apart then, right? Right. As you yeah. Said, so. I mean, I'll well, be the pervy grandpa. <laughs> should, it's a goal for everybody, I suppose, at some I mean, point. But I think, um, but but I think you just brought up a really good point, though, right? It's you're able to whenever you need to, whenever you really want to, you're able to kind of put it into this this different framework in your mm-hmm. brain, right? And you called it out, right? It, it, they're called cognitive distortions. They're the lies that we tell ourselves. It doesn't necessarily reflect reality. You're caught in your own brain, and you're able to in situations use your brain and say okay i'm in this mode right now i'm going to be acting and i can turn it on and people even comment on on it which shows that you're mm-hmm. and even today right you're 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 personable you're not acting necessarily but you're still right. there connect you're talking about yourself some pretty vulnerable things and you're able to do it so the question i have for you then is what would it take to use that same david in the, that mode that he's kind of actingly acting what would it take for you to use that mode in other situations whenever you're feeling stressed I, I think I probably do in a way, mm. um, at least in my career, I probably do. Like I said, I, like, I, I always second guess if I have a thought to share that that's just something common, but I feel like when it's a time to shine at work or a time to step up, I can do that. Um, mm. it's harder with like family stuff because I think like, at least with my parents, they're my parents are super old school. Like I, I, you know, they don't even have computers. They're, they're very out of touch. So like when I tell them I'm doing these acting things, they're, they're just like, why are you doing? So it's, it's hard for me to like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I can never really assert myself with them and be like, look what I've done and look what I'm doing because it's just, it's just so outside of their wheelhouse. Like, you know, if I said I had a job at Staples selling copy paper, that would mean more to them than, you know, you were in a movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. But, yeah. um, but no, it's, it's, but that, 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 that feeling that you have to step up and get the job done. I think I, I, I do have that. I mean, that's, that's, hmm. it's not just on set. I mean, it, it does happen thankfully at times in my life when I do need it. I mean, does it happen every time? No, but, um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's, so, it's there. It's just sometimes it's dormant. Well, it sounds like <laughs> David, like you, there's actually a lot of times when you step up and the confidence is there. It sounds like I try you're able to do it. Well, it sounds. But like you know you what? When it. I'm confident, so, when I speak up, I feel like I'm the N B I T C H. So it's like, hmm. you know, that's hard, especially in yeah. the film industry because it's like it's such a little. I'm going over your half hour. It's such a little uh, like. <laughs> Cool, that one little ripple like you say one thing and it just goes out 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 and all of a sudden right. you've offended someone like 18 people removed from the whole situation it's nuts it's nuts yeah. like i've learned you just have to keep your mouth shut and that's, it's getting harder to do that so i do it less <laughs> now but right. oh my god i just worked on a project that i didn't even realize there was like this internal angst between fan films of a certain fan film following and like there's somebody that i really want to work with and now i've just found out that because i worked with this group that i'm Mm. probably now enemy number two for this other group i'm like oh my god why 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 is it like this oh my god is this like beverly hills 90210 (laughs) (laughs) well it's like that because human beings are emotional and we're reactive and jealous and everything who's emotional emotional. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I know. It's it's yeah. It's just part of a human behavior. So um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but you are you are right. We are uh, at half an hour, and uh, you know, and there's a lot to talk about. And doesn't mean you can't, if you're interested, come back for a part two to hear kind of like you how things what? are going. I would. With I that. think I would. Love, this is kind of nice. I'm enjoying this. So. <laughs> Good. If well, viewers no, I... really want me to start spilling the tea, they'll ask for a part two. <laughs> 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 It'd be like raw and uncensored and well, oh, you know, we can, yeah. we can market it like that. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so tune in right for that. So no, no David, I actually really appreciate how uh, honest and forthcoming you were about uh, things today. And, no. and, and I guess maybe the last question I have for you is um, what do you want people to walk away with after this? What do you want people to think about David E. McMahon after uh, listening to this? I don't want people to think that I'm that I'm a whiner that I'm that I'm mm. getting cranky and I mean yeah there are a lot of things I don't like about myself like I say I, I take things too hard I am a jealous person and it's it's like I, I'm aware of it I want to fix it I really do but you know I just wish people would realize well I think all people should realize what their worth is I think you need to know your worth your value and you know, it took me a long time to get to the point where I now know I'm not going to settle. I mean, mm -hmm. it's indie film. We're not making Hollywood blockbusters. I should not feel belittled or like not appreciated. It's indie film. We're all mm -hmm. just trying to make a cool movie. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just want people to keep that perspective, like cut the BS out. Just Get good people on your crew. Get good people in your cast and make a movie. And don't get hung up on the on the, the names and the social media followings. I mean, just make a movie. And if it's a good movie, it's going to get attention. It's going to, regardless of, of, of who is in it or, you know, come on. Just give us, give us almost 50-year-olds a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good message to leave with, I believe. So very powerful. Uh, no, actually, I, I, what, what I'm hearing you saying is why, believe it or not, I heard a little bit of uh, self-worth there, David, about yourself and uh, just sort of saying that you're worth it in all of this. I, and yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a fantastic way to actually end this this part one of the conversation. So um, I, want, I want to thank you for being on today and uh, being very candid about your feelings. Well, thank you. I, I really enjoyed myself. This was This was good. Once I get going, it's hard to shut up. No, it's okay. It's, that, that's that's a, the session. The session I keep calling them sessions. This discussion is actually all about. Oh no, me I like sessions. Guess. So, I feel like I should. All right, sessions. <laughs> session works. <laughs> no, it's this is this is these are what the uh, sessions are all about. It's all about digging deep with the guests. So, um, so thank you for being vulnerable and talking about oh, feelings you. today. I appreciate so, your yeah. time. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, so for uh, David E. McMahon, this is Mark D. Valenti for Brainboro. Thank you for tuning in and have an amazing day. You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow Podcast. <laughs>